Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 68 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. You see me trying to literally... I am. We got to get going. I'm literally jumping up here. Got to get the blood flowing Boosting my energy. Speaking of energy, I did want to inquire, how was your, your running race? It was pretty great most things considered i did not appreciate the fact that for two and a half hours it was raining very steadily to hard <laughs> that sounds so that was so that awful fun. but the race itself was pretty good a lot of hills uh i don't know and about, that was that was good again these yeah, are that things that to out. me are terrible I, I wouldn't have i would have not you know gone up a hill for two miles like at a 70 degree angle that would have you know ideally i don't want to do that again but it ended up working out for a downhill at the end. So did you just roll? Did you just tuck and roll then? I didn't have to. I was like, you just lean forward and then just, just try like... not to fall as you're going down. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think. In case everybody's wondering, the Pittsburgh Marathon ran that this past weekend. It is a pretty good, pretty good event altogether. In my hotel was literally five minutes from the start line. Oh, sweet. So I basically just got up, rolled out of bed, put my running stuff on, and just like walked to the start line, then finished it. Went back and got to, uh, got my room in less than 10 minutes. It was pretty great. It sounds great. Sounds perfect. Um, I mean, that's an exciting thing that happened, but it's not the only thing. No. Do you know what other exciting thing has happened? What? I don't Do know, Governor. What is... I'm not very good at accents. That was Southern. It I wasn't, wasn't Southern. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. What's Governor. English. Well, were you trying to do Australian? I'm foreshadowing. That's that what I'm literally doing. was the worst English accent I ever heard. Worst English accent so far. That's a spoiler alert as we go into the show. Oh my goodness! But the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, oh boy. A.K.A. Harry and the American actress had their baby, Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Oh Archie, look at the <laughs> baby. We got the royal baby over here. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I got... They're probably doing that all the time. Can you imagine when they told the queen that his name is not Archibald? It's just flat-out Archie. Well, I, they're, she, they're very modern. I wish I would have been a fly on the wall for that discussion. I, I got a feeling something flew across the room. So Sir Archie here became the seventh in line for the British throne, but the first British-American prince born into the royal family. I told you, we're coming for you, England. You do it, Mr. Mountbatten-Windsor. That's right. We, it's a long-term plan. It's all coming into fruition. Mostly, I'm fascinated with how exciting this news is to people. People get really jazzed up about the royal babies. It, they do, don't I they? I mean, it's they really, weird. I think, just are obsessed with Harry and Meghan Markle more than um, Big Willie and Kate. Well, but that's the other bit of big royal news this week. What? Apparently Harry's got a mistress. It's all over England. Stop it. They're it's talk- all over like terrible magazines. That's not no, true. Oh, you mean talk- you mean William. You said the wrong brother. Which one? No, not Harry. Not Harry. Harry's fine. William is the one that's having like mistresses. This is doubtful. I won't be a part of this slander. I'm we just have nothing to back this up. My sources over in England you have are no, telling me. You have no sources. I have all the sources in England. You don't even know. I literally actually do know people that live in London. You don't. Oh. You're out. You got no connections. I don't know what you're talking I'm gonna about. I'm going to ask them. And then you ask them and they'll tell you. And, and then they'll, they'll like, say, oh, Michelle, stop being such a big girl's blouse. You talking to that Jacob bloke? He knows what, what he's talking about. 
Ooh, we're very different parts of London. I'm in the I don't, dirty part. You're in the streets of nowhere. I'm in the nowhere. dirty parts. I'm the Tom Hardy-esque parts <laughs> Any, of That's not even how Tom Hardy sounds. Anyways, oh. let me spare everyone of this. So because people are obsessed with the Royals, I think not even just in the UK, but that's definitely in the US too. When I'm in Wegmans, I see them all over the magazines. So this is obviously what people are still craving. Yeah, when you when they actually do have a magazine, they are all over the cover because what else are you going to put? Nothing nothing here is worth putting Nothing's on going on. And I do have to admit that Prince George, so William and Kate's first Say, little Prince baby, George? is like one of the cutest little kids ever. Is His, he really? Yes. And he's always wearing like oh, his little like overalls and his little like British outfits with like cardigan sweaters and stuff. I can't. Kids he's already... He's really got a cute. Fashion line or He's something. got like little short pants, like very British, <laughs> very British, <laughs> and I like it. But we were thinking, you know, I believe they're called pantaloons. There you the go. That's what it is. Aren't those underwears actually? Oh no, I think those are knickers. Oh yeah, you know what? You might be right on that. I'm one. super. I'm super British. But because the people love it, and we want to give the people what they love, we thought let's talk about some British um, movies, TV shows, books. Oh, they had to be British? I got one that might not be British. but I Oh, no, no, no. I'm up. sorry. Actually, not British. Just royal. Royal. That's what I like to hear. I'm taking it away. Royal. Because um, I definitely have some stuff that didn't take place in the old England. Now, we're going to stay away from the all-time classic King Ralph because, as we all know, all of I don't our know listeners have seen, have seen that movie before. So it's King Ralph? It's where John Goodman, who's an American, becomes the king of oh, England by, like, all of the English throne, like, dying in some kind of accident. Oh, that sounds really bad. It's terrible. All but right. He's bowling in a in the crown. That's, he's, a, that's When a is he not bowling? He's that's meant a good to point. bowl. This is, like, 90s Goodman, too. Um, okay, so to start with, I think the, the biggest must-see for me, and it's most related to the baby and the whole family, would be the Netflix original drama, The Crown. Oh, that makes sense. Reportedly the most expensive television program that Netflix has ever made. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's really, Wouldn't I mean. guess that. Well, I mean, they have really sumptuous costumes, but we'll kind of get into that. But um, so this chronicles the life of Queen Elizabeth II. That's the Queen Pre- Mother. Previously we discussed know. as throwing stuff when she heard the name Archie. Yeah, which, again, was just made up by Jacob. And she's played by Claire Foy. And then it goes from the 1940s, and then the show's going to continue all the way to modern times. Um, so the series begins with kind of an inside look at the early reign of the queen who ascended the throne at age 25 after the death of her father, King George VI. And as the decades pass, there's personal intrigues and romances and political rivalries are revealed, and they play a big role in the events that kind of shape the later years of the 20th century. So uh, Matt Smith... Oh, the Doctor Who guy. Yep. He plays her husband, Prince Philip. Um, but they, Claire Foy and Matt Smith were in the first two seasons, and then for the next seasons coming up, they have a new cast because it's them aging. Well, that makes sense. And That's... it's amazing. So the new queen is Olivia Coleman, our recent Oscar winner from The Favorite. Oh, talk about that. That was a good piece of casting. Too. Oh, yes, they did. I'm sure they're very happy. And then Tobias Menzies, um, he pops up in lots of stuff, but he's best known for right now. He's the bad guy in Outlander. Oh, I never watched Outlander. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, so they'll take over. But it, it really, it's it's high drama. It's really great. Like I said, the costumes are amazing. They have really powerful performances, um, really lavish cinematography as well. So I think even if you're not into royal stuff, that anyone could really enjoy it. It's a really good show. Yeah, I, w- I didn't know if I should watch it or not because I didn't know if it was going to be like my cup of tea. But 
Everybody keeps saying that it's pretty good. I mean, you have to drink a cup of tea when you watch it. That's kind that's of mandatory. Why, that's why that. I said it. <laughs> that's that's why. it in there. Um, yeah, it always looked like a pretty good show. I've heard nothing but high praise for it. It's always up for every award at the uh, Emmys it's, every it's year. It's really great. Here's just like a bit. Claire Foy is so good as the queen. So here's just a quick little segment of her as one of the prime ministers is um, stepping down. And they have to tell her. They tell her everything. It's She's very important. Okay. I would call Alec to the palace right away, ma'am. No sense dragging things out. Is that an order, Mr. Macmillan? It would be my advice. Do you know, I've been queen barely 10 years. And in that time, I've had three prime ministers, all of them ambitious men. Clever men, brilliant men. Not one has lasted the course. They've either been too old, too ill, or too weak. A confederacy of elected quitters. Damn, confederacy oh. of elected quitters. Queen is dropping some heat on them on that one. And you learn like how important the queen really is to the people, like the whole monarch. So I'm sure that line, it zinged him. Oh, I'm sure it did. It, it zinged him real good. Yeah, you can't really you know put into context because you know America doesn't have one that like how important the monarchy is to like, absolutely the fabric. Even though they don't really have power, they do. It's a weird middle ground. That it abs- it absolutely is. Like they don't make the final decisions, but everything goes through them. Like they check with them. So that is a great one. Definitely check out the Crown. The newer seasons will only be on Netflix, but season one and two you can grab from the library. So what do you have, Jacob? And why do I assume it'll be weird? Yeah. Give me something normal. Why is it always weird? Well, I don't know. You should ask yourself that. It usually is. Usually is weird. Okay, so I'm actually going to piggyback off of your idea here, and I'm going to go with a two-parter. I am going to go with the Elizabeth series, both Elizabeth and Elizabeth the Golden Age. Like, so good. So So we're going way back into her... We're going back way into back the, into her relatives. Yeah, we're going all we're going where it begins. I yeah. dare say, considering it's the first, I'm no mathematician. Well, she's just Elizabeth II, so. Oh, so there you go. See, pretty pretty clear line of <laughs> succession clear there. Line. Okay, okay. So the first one uh, from 1998 uh, is basically the beginning of Queen Elizabeth I's reign in 1558. Basically. It covers everything from the people trying to assassinate her early on. There was the whole everybody wanted to put Mary, Queen of Scots on the throne basically because she was a Catholic and Mm -hmm. Elizabeth was a Protestant. They start to get into the whole how she's not married and doesn't seem to have any interest in getting married, so she won't have any heirs. And I have to forever now picture her as... Kate Blanchett because that's the only thing I want to do. Oh, I mean, she was amazing. As far as I know, that's exactly what Queen Elizabeth looked like. Yes, it's just Kate Blanchett. Even though I'm sure she was not nearly as beautiful as Kate Blanchett. I you are. I think that's pretty safe to say. <laughs> um, but this is this one of the best historical based dramas you're going to see. Yeah. The problem with a lot of historical dramas is that you already know what's going to happen, or you can look it up before you go into the movie. So it kind of takes all the tension out of it. This one, maybe because of just the stellar cast or directing or, you know, that doesn't hurt that you have a pretty cool plot and story going on. Um, But it manages to pull it off and still make everything feel both interesting. And you feel both bad and afraid for Elizabeth the entire movie. Yeah, definitely. I didn't like the second one as much. I thought it fell off a little. But it's still a a good movie. It's still definitely worth checking out. Yeah, you could definitely tell there was like a nine-year gap 
in between, which there was. The first yeah, one came it out in 98. Yeah, it always feels a little weird then. But yeah, like basically all of the major British actors of the time and of the future are in this movie. Kate Blanchett, Jeffrey Rush is in there as her spy master, Daniel Craig, Vincent Castle, Joseph Fiennes, Richard Attenborough, and Christopher Eccleston are all just some of the actors it's in crazy the first movie. remembering that they're in like all of them yeah like there's so well, many the of these royal films that have kind of the same actors pop up yeah and then the second one bust out with eddie redmayne and clive owen in like important yeah. roles in the movie so it's and abby cornish is in even there. though i don't think clive i think he i love clive owen but i don't feel like he was right if i'm remembering correctly he was sir walter raleigh he was okay he was okay he was a little out of his depth but he always is when he has to go into a little, really good a little bit, but I love you, Clive. <laughs> um, but yeah, go check out both of these movies. If you and you can watch them back to back because they bleed right into each other yeah. perfectly. And if you don't know anything about Queen Elizabeth, she's a fascinating and very important character in um, history. So go okay. check it out, guys. Um, so the next one I want to recommend, I think it didn't get a lot of play because I don't feel like the reviews were high enough, and I'm not sure why because I really love this movie, but it's Young Victoria heard of it i never watched it so the probably, only probably why i didn't get much play there, there you go up. the only legitimate heir of england's king william was the teenager victoria who's played by emily blunt in the film oh you got my attention and then she gets caught up in the like political machinations of her own family and her mother played by miranda richardson also just great in this role wants her to sign a regency order while her Belgian uncle schemes to arrange a marriage between the future monarch and Prince Albert, who's played by Rupert um, Friend. I don't know if you know him. I know the name, but yeah, I can't put the face to him. He's a cutie. And then, but he ends up becoming like just the love of her life. So it's really like their story of being younger and meeting and actually falling in love, which, mm. you know, does not always happen in many monarchs. It's very random that you get to wed the man of your choice, like yeah. the man that you actually love. So she was crowned in 1837, and Victoria ruled until 1901, queen of you know the greatest empire she, the world has ever known. Did she and, really 54? Wow, that's a long reign. And she was married to Albert, like I said, her greatest love from 1840 to 1861, and then she was a widow for the next, 40 years wow um but i have some piggyback stuff to kind of go on with that but she never remarried because i think it was always just albert but there were some other gentlemen in her life well, but you would you would imagine over 40 years probably got to be a couple instances of that going on sure and there's been a, f a few movies about it but what do you think of when i say prince albert do you think of what i think of about him being in a can no. No. I'm About the piercing? Oh, yes. I, I think they're <laughs> actually both referring to the same thing. Yeah, so if people don't know, the the Prince Albert is a very common, oh. I guess, just male genital piercing. It's, just, it's making which me supposedly, thinking about it. Which supposedly Prince Albert had. What? So what? that's why it's named after that. Why would, mm, I don't want to meet the psychopath that came up with that in the first place. Prince Albert. Well, yeah, he's like, let me try something. Like, let's see how this works out. Oh, that turns out that's painful. Oh, um, you know it got infected. You know it got we infected. Can, we can very quickly move away from that. But then the other movie I want to say, there's one called Mrs. Brown. Um, and that takes place, that's after the death of Prince Albert. And then it's about Queen Victoria and now played by a young Judy Dench. And it's her, she withdraws from public life very much so because she's so depressed. So the court appoints a former servant of the prince, um, John Brown, to help her kind of recover from her grief. 
And his like unorthodox ways and his disdain for protocol, they really like draw her out of her shell because she's just like, this guy's really interesting. And he's this like brash Scott and he kind of becomes her sole confidant. And then their growing closeness then of course causes like a huge stir. And there's all these like scandalous rumors beginning about what is the exact nature of her relationship with him. What you would naturally assume would I mean, I think that sort of gossip loves to happen. But this movie, this Mrs. Brown, has really top-notch acting and has really good chemistry between uh, Judi Dench and the actor is Billy Connolly, who plays John Brown. I love Billy Connolly. I I can imagine that one. Yeah, so he's great, but... um, Oh, I miss Brown. Get out. We need you to go ahead and... Oh, that's a very good Scottish accent. What? Says who? Uh, Billy Connolly, because that's exactly what he sounds like. That is... Go watch... Uh, Not how I scenes. how I remember it, but um, but yeah. So there's two Victoria movies. Then there's more that we can talk about at some other point because they kind of actually keep going on. There's like a third segment of Victoria, even older. Um, really? But I might talk about that book because it's a pretty good book. So I'm kind of okay. curious when we get to that because what else? I just knew her for like her falls down in South America. That's pretty much the only way I know her. <laughs> well, Isn't never... Victoria Falls in Africa? Is no, I think it's in South America. I don't well, know. it's in one of the two. One of us is right. It's somewhere below the equator. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <coughs> I have to. I have to look it up now. Queen Victoria Falls. In case you don't know, I don't know anything about geography. So Queen Victoria Falls is the largest yes. waterfall in the world. It is huge and beautiful looking. So you should go ahead and grab a book here at the local library. It's in Africa. I got it. I don't believe you. It is. I think you're just on. It's one of the greatest attractions in Africa. It's located on the Zambezi River. Oh my gosh. I can't wait till Andrew listens to this and knows that I knew something about geography. He's going to not. It's my worst category in Trivial Pursuit. Is it really? Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you get the um, geography category. You're like, no. Uh, It's it's, it's pretty bad. Well, you're better than me. I was gone south. America, so you yeah, you would not have found it. You would have booked a ticket and been really disappointed. I found something weird down there. <laughs> so, okay, what else do we have? What else, Royal? Okay, um, you know what? I'll stick with let's, sticking with Africa. I'm gonna go ahead with the 1988 Eddie Murphy classic, Coming to America. <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong. So <laughs> <He> is Royal. <laughs> it's topical because there's a sequel coming out uh, next year. Yeah, I, believe. I feel like we talked about that. That is crazy. It is a terrible idea, but <laughs> yeah. it's something. It's a thing that they're doing. So if you have not seen this movie, what is wrong with you? It is a comedy classic in every sense of the word. Uh, it stars Prin- uh, Eddie Murphy as Prince Akeem from the nation of Zamunda yeah. in Africa. It's a great nation. And on the day of his arranged wedding, he decides, you know what? I don't like this whole arranged marriage thing. I want to go see if I can find my own queen. I'm going to go to America. So naturally, you go to Queens in the 80s. Well, it makes sense. It's where the queens live. Of course. You know, for, it's very, seems like obvious choice to <laughs> it me. It does. So then he decides to go there, and he just basically begins to fall in love with a daughter of a one franchise ripoff fast food guy. I don't even know what to call him. Okay. I want to call him a mogul, but it's you know it's He's one not a restaurant. Mogul. What do you okay. Do? Um, oh, but it's just everything about this movie is iconic. Um, it is a great. The setting. A great it's movie. still funny this day to this day. I saw it the other day. It's a lot more. You forget sometimes with the '80s movies, just kind of vulgar and stupid they can be at the same time. Yes. And it's always great to see you kind of like go back in time, like oh, they used to really make some great comedies. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, so I should probably put some fresh eyes on it. Oh, it is fabulous! It's also a nice bit of trivia. It is the movie debut of Samuel L. Jackson. This is his first movie appearance. Is really in this movie. ever? 
Oh yeah, this is the this is the one wow, where he plays a, okay. Mc, a McDowell. I thought Robert. it would have been Spike Lee for sure. Nope, Louis Anderson's in this movie doing basically <laughs> nothing but just <laughs> okay. kind of being Louis Anderson in the background. Right. Um, it's also a shared universe with Trading Places because two characters, the old guys that run the uh, Wall Street firm, appear in here. So this is the first. Oh um, yeah. The first real attempt by studios to make like a Eddie Murphy verse, since we you know at least these two movies are in the same thing, and I like to think Nutty Professor's in there too. <laughs> Stop! You're just pushing it now. Um, but yeah, go check it out, people. It's an absolute classic. Yeah, if Get you haven't, up. you definitely you need to. You will laugh. I 100% guarantee. So my next one, not laughs, but just endless swooning, is how I feel about this movie. Oh. I love this movie. Everyone. I can't wait. I'm on pins and needles right mm. now. It is called A Royal Affair. Oh, I never saw that one. It is A Royal Affair, huh? Oh yeah. So Scandalous. it's for it's foreign. We have so to, you have to read. But we, listen to this tagline, ready? Here. The true story of an ordinary man who wins the queen's heart and starts a revolution. Oh. Right? It's exactly. Good, good now right let there. me make it even better for you. So it's about Carolyn Matilda. Played by Alicia Vikander. Oh, I like Alicia Vikander. This is the first thing I saw her in when I was like, why am I discovering this most beautiful woman ever in this movie? <laughs> so she's the youngest sister of George III and is betrothed to her cousin, Christian VII, who's the king of Denmark. And almost immediately upon meeting him, she is aware of his like severe mental illness. He's like, okay. seriously, he's really crazy. Um, and then she ends up falling under the charismatic spell of Christian's new doctor who's looking after him, who's played by Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, boy. Oh, now yes. We got, now we're talking Mads Mikkelsen and Alicia Vikander. Yes, it's really good. They have incredible chemistry. Like, I love it. It's a really, like, it's one of those just lavish and sumptuous costume dramas that, mm. like, when they're done so well, it doesn't even matter if that's not what you're into. They just look so good. Um, and, like, even, like, Danish historians are universally super happy with the film. So you know that you're actually watching something that's a really accurate, you know, it's a drama, but it's a really accurate piece of history. See, that's what I like to hear right there, because pretty much the only thing I know about, you know, Danish royalty is Hamlet, and that's a that's a fake story. Yes. So... It's very interesting to see actually some real, some actual events. And going they're on. incredible. So the year and a half that Caroline and I think his name is like Struency, something like that, were in that power. Sounds like a Mad Mickelson's name. So while they were in power together, they managed to enact more than two thousand laws. Wow. Yeah, it's totally mind-boggling, and the vast majority of which were created to help liberate a chronically underprivileged and downtrodden population. So they really did so good for the people. But they were kind of like manipulating the king you know in a way to get this done because he was like crazy and they had this really great view and they were in love and it, it's beautiful well, i love this movie please check it out and not enough people have seen it well you know you know, make lemonade i guess if you get lemons you know you got a crazy king you know try to work ar him, work around it like figure it's just, out some way to do that it's just lucky that a doctor appointed him is like this was like good revolutionary and not some evil like <laughs> person looking to do terrible things and just make money. I am, so it's a good part of Denmark's history. I am trying to imagine him as like a romantic lead and it's really weird to me. 
But he's still just Mad Mickelson. That's what's good about it. It's not like it's not like campy and over the top. You're just like this is how two people fall in love. I fell in love with him watching the movie. Oh so, well, for I mean, sure. How, how could you okay. not? It's true. It's really true. That steely gaze of his, you just get pulled right in. Yeah. So this this is like really this is Michelle high recommendation. Oh, okay. Please see it. Okay. What else we got? So let's get out of England for a little bit here. I'm gonna go ahead and jump us over to France. For the 2006 movie Marie Antoinette. Oh, the do you Sophia know? Sofia Coppola. I've never seen it. Really? I know I should have, and I really like I like Sofia Coppola, but yeah, it looks so don't. it looks so rich and colorful and full of that film, which is, is definitely like the highlight of this movie. Okay. Um. So, okay. So, it, like you said, it's a very beautiful looking movie. It basically the entire plot takes place in Versailles. So it's a one shot. Um, not one shot, but you know, one location yeah, yeah. movie about and Marie Versailles is beautiful. It, one of the most beautiful palaces on earth. Yeah, I mean, that's this was actually the very first movie that was allowed pretty much unfettered access to the um, entire palace to film. Mm-hmm. So you get an unprecedented look at what it, the opulence that the French royalty was living in. Yeah, and you kind of like, well, I kind of get the why the French Revolution happened, especially when you kind of see their behavior in here. Too much. Does she do her cake line? Does that come up in the film? No, they don't get that far. Oh, I mean, she's young. You, they do get it, but it's kind of like one of those. It doesn't actually know if it actually said that. In yes, I have heard that. So it's kind of one of those weird little things. They get to that point, but just I know when I think of French actresses, I always think. Uh, Kirsten Dunst so (laughs) so so that's that's a little unusual but she actually is really good in this movie if you're gonna see one movie by her and that's probably a good idea this is a one to check out Um, it has an excellent cast as well Uh, Jason Jason Schwartzman is in here as Louis the 16th her husband Wow, that's so random these are such random choices oh wait do you hear some of these other um, people Steve Coogan is in here Um, okay Judy Davis Rose Byrne Asia Argento and your boy Tom Hardy is in this movie in one of his really? early roles. Yeah. Oh, I'll be watching. Being, it for this sure. is young, I've always wanted to see it. This is young Tom Hardy too. Mm. This is like straight off the streets. Okay. You're, you're gonna like it. Um, but yeah, if you have, don't really know much about French history and you want another reason to really hate the monarchy, because boy, they do <laughs> not they do not come off great in this movie okay. at all. But it's just such a great, it's such a beautiful movie to look at. Good story, excellent acting. Go check it out, people. Okay, I like that. I We're pretty much out of time, and I do want to talk about books. So I was going to talk about the movie The Queen, but I feel like the majority of people um, have seen that. Yeah. So Helen I Mirren, so. I mean, she was totally spellbinding in, in that film. So that one is, if you haven't seen it, obviously check out The Queen. But one that I wanted to mention that I think less people have seen is The Madness of King George. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, so cause I think it's from the 90s. But it's about aging King George the Third, who's played by Nigel Hawthorne. Um, and he is, um, this is King of England, and he is exhibiting signs of madness, which, I mean, seems to have afflicted a lot of these kings which is weird and it was just like that's what inbreeding will get you i i mean i guess yeah that's totally true and it's just such a problem that was little understood you know in like 1788 oh it's understood now like yeah we get it yes exactly what's going on so as the monarch you know the alternate alternates between bouts of confusion and then near violent outbursts of his of his temper these doctors are attempting to like cure him and i'm sure like the worst ways you know they're probably like let's put leeches on your face um but helen mirren is in this movie also so she plays Queen Charlotte, and it's just kind of about the Prince of Wales, Rupert Everett, is trying to usurp the throne and all of his political enemies, and they're trying to kind of lock him up. And 
it's it's a really good movie. Like it has some funny parts, but then it's like you're like, oh, it's, it's kind of terrible because he's he's that's like what, really losing his mind. That's what you get, King George. That's what his America put him over the edge, you know, because well, he, he was in full on. Crazy yeah, so mode. this is the king, everyone from Hamilton, who. Our da, 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 who is so good. Just doing the McDonald's But thing. it really was, it does actually kind of sound like that. Um, but it, it really was after he lost America that some of this really started to set into. He lived on until about 1820, just blind and hopelessly insane for the last 10 years of his life. Awesome. Like really off the walls. But the film mostly focuses on like his middle age where he still would have periods of clarity and was really struggling to keep his wits and to keep the throne because he kind of knew yeah, where he a, was heading. That's a rough spot when you know what's happening and there's yeah, nothing you can do about it. No, it's totally terrible. Especially back then. Like, there's literally no option for you at that point, so. Yeah. Um, can I just jump into some books? Of course. I, I feel bad because I always leave them till the end. First off, if you want to read about any sort of royal... There are one billion books about it. Sure. There are so many books. Authors will write like 20 books about it. There's all these series. There's so many. And you can, can pick break, a country and there's books about it. Break it down to like little two-year um, sections. You seriously can. But some that I really liked, so Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel. Great title. And they, I think they made that into a TV show, which was pretty popular. But this is England in the 1520s, um, just very close to disaster because they think the king is going to die and he doesn't have a male heir and then the country could be destroyed by civil war because of that and Henry VIII this is when he's trying to annul his marriage of 20 years so that he can marry Anne Boleyn Um, we've got the popes in here having issues this is um, Thomas Cromwell is in this um, film and it's kind of about him being a charmer and a bully and the things you know that he kind of brought to this. I don't want to give anything well, away. You, you got Tudor action. You got the Pope in his pointy hat sticking his you, head and stuff. You you you've got a lot. It's good stuff. Um, it's really cool, actually. Yeah, and it has a part two also, which I think the book is even better than the first book. Yeah. They're long books, so you got to know what you're getting into. But you're speaking my language there. That is that is true. Um, and then because we mentioned Anne Boleyn, I have to mention a book um, I read a long time ago when I was young. So I hope that it has held up over time. But the other Boleyn Girl by Philippa Gregory. I saw the movie. I hated the movie. It was terrible. It's not great. No. The book was way better. I mean, I hate being the person that says that, but that just happens to be the way that it was. Um, Sometimes you can't tell a story in an hour and a half. You You, usually can't, especially ones involving that kind of nuance. But the book is great. So it's about Mary Boleyn, and she comes to court. She's this innocent girl of 14 who catches the eye of Henry VIII, and she's really dazzled by the king and falls in love with him. Um, And she kind of has like a role as like an unofficial queen but then she realizes like she's just kind of a pawn in the whole thing and then his interest begins to wane and she's forced to step aside for her best friend and rival sister always a good thing um which is Anne Boleyn and then we all we all know that that doesn't it doesn't go super well if only she'd have known that rhyme huh she would have been like (laughs) stop (laughs) (laughs) it's probably isn't gonna end well for me and then one more, just to get all the good stuff, would be The Private Lives of the Tudors, Uncovering the Secrets of Britain's Greatest Dynasty mm. by Tracy Borman. And it really covers um, the big English Tudor monarchs. We've got uh, Henry the Seventh, Henry the Eighth, Edward the Sixth, Mary the First, Elizabeth the First. Friend um, of the show. <laughs> Stop. And then she delves into so much about their lives, like 
she gets deep. Like, what did they eat? What clothes did they wear? Mm. Um, how were they designed? How were things cared for? How did they practice their faith? How did they love? How did they give birth? Like, blah, blah, blah. So if you really want to delve into their up, their education, their upbringing, their, you know, sexual lives, their bathroom habits, boom, this is the book for you. There you go. See, because I definitely want to hear about all of that <laughs> it stuff. Covers, it covers all of the it. Bathroom in, that bathroom information, I'm like, let's find out what kind of straw they use. <laughs> I don't. I am so glad that I don't know what that reference means. You, I'm glad you don't, but when you Google it, you're no, not going to like it. I will absolutely never Google that. And lastly, what I'd mentioned, that book, Victoria and Abdul, The mm-hmm. True Story of the Queen's Closest Confidant. So this is Queen Victoria even older and an unlikely bond that she forms with someone else, this guy, Abdul. Um, and he ends up becoming a really powerful figure at court and becomes really close to her heart. And this is, again, an incredibly scandalous decade in her reign because now they're like, what's going on with Abdul? So I saw that movie. Oh, you did? Was I it did. good? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Okay, Surprisingly. So I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I that's did. That's the third part of the Queen's Life. Those are kind of oh. the three men in her life. Well, then I know So you need to ends. watch the other two yeah, movies. Yeah, I do. I got to go back now. I got to be a completionist. Perfect trifecta. Okay, so we did it. Yay. Yay. Super royal. What a high-class episode. I drank my tea the entire time with my pinky up. You, there is literally tea in this room as we speak. Oh, cheerio. We're like, we need to get all kinds of British. <laughs> all right, plug us up. All right, everybody. Oh, Don't forget. <laughs> That everything you hear on All Booked Up is available. I, oh man, I'm not even gonna do that anymore. Oh. Everything you hear on All Booked Up is available at all 37 branches, all throughout Erie County. So just stop on by, let us know what you want. We'll either have it on call or we will get it for you. Don't. And we also we got a nice little bookmobile that's driving around to all your locations. So you know, hit that up if you want to. And please follow us on our Twitter at All Booked Up Pod. It's very good. We are classy. I'll post pictures of Archie. (laughs) See, that's how you do it. A little post of Archie, I like it. Would you like some facts about the royal peoples? Of course I would. This is the monarchs that are in power now. That's what we're going to talk about. The queen, queen mother, do you know she has two birthdays? Um, Yeah, a lot of perks when you're uh, the queen. A lot of perks. I don't like it. I want another one. That's exactly how it went. So she was born on April 21st, but the queen has an official birthday, which is typically in May or June. And that's what's recognized by the Commonwealth. Kind of like President's Day? I can't really tell you, but she's got two birthdays. Okay, that's weird, but all right. And if you ever do end up seeing her, please remember that they consider the word pardon to be inappropriate. Shouldn't have told me that. Now, you if I, ever, if I ever do meet the queen, so, the first thing is be like, pardon? Yeah, if you don't hear her, do not say pardon. If you don't understand, you're supposed to say sorry or what when looking for clarification. I'm an American, man. I can say whatever I want to What Americans literally never say pardon. She's not my queen. I can say what I want. Can you, are you going to comment that her and her husband are cousins? Nope. Because her and Prince Philip are actually third cousins by way of their great-great-grandparents who are... Come on, who are their great-great-grandparents? It's got to be like Elizabeth, right? Queen it's Victoria gotta... and Prince Albert. Oh, man. I Dude, know. we were just talking about him and his can earlier. Yes. His terrible choice for body And also Prince Albert and Queen Victoria were first cousins, so oh, it all boy. it all checks out. This one I loved. The queen, she has to sew weights into her hemlines. And she does that so that there is no, like, fashion faux pas with, like, a breeze or anything blowing her dress up. Oh, that makes sense. That's really interesting. I was like, oh, that's... She's probably got, like, 
really strong back muscles. <laughs> yeah, just holding all that it's up. Great, great core work. Um, and that they actually still hold people hostage. Really? So get this. So while it obviously wasn't uncommon for medieval kings and queens to hold people hostage, you know, it's not something you expect now, but... Um, Whenever the queen attends the state opening of parliament, okay, she takes a hostage. Oh, so like they're—I mean, obviously they're treated nice. well, but it goes back to a time when the royal household and parliament did not see eye to eye. So to guarantee the queen's safe return, they would keep a member of parliament for the duration of the state opening, just in case they needed to bargain. Oh, that's crazy, and that that's still happening weird. today. The U.S. does a version of that with its designated survivor during like State of the Union or whenever they do like a big speeches oh, they always do they? keep one member of the cabinet away and tucked sure, away somewhere I mean, that makes that makes perfect sense like keep, you might they, rule they made a really mediocre Kiefer Sutherland show about it so oh, well, I'll be sure to pass that on alright thanks so much for listening you guys keep it royal and we'll catch you next time bye